In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Whirlpool Corporation announcing late Wednesday that after this year, the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship is not returning to Harbor Shores. Pam Klein, Executive Vice President of Corporate Relations and Sustainability, said the company is extremely proud of their partnership with the PGA of America, but after much consideration and conversations, they weren't able to find a path forward that would build on prior success. It's been a privilege, and it is a privilege to host here in 2024, but as we look at future impact and how we use our resources in the best possible way, we thought, you know what, we've accomplished what we need to. Uh, it's time to look for some some new adventures, I would say. Klein says the decision to end sponsorship came down to not about what more Whirlpool can do with this event, but rather what more can they do in the community besides this event. We, it really was a reflection together of saying, you know what, this was all about, you know, driving impact on the community. We've done that and we're very proud of it. We see the potential to impact other areas in the community. You know, Whirlpool's been here 112 years. I think our commitment is very clear uh, with what we continue to do. And, and the commitment isn't ending. It's evolving. And so there are other spaces and areas to have impact, the riverfront, the waterfront, housing, etc. The KitchenAid partnership with the PGA of America began in 2011 with a unique agreement between the two entities where KitchenAid brand was named the official home appliance brand of the PGA of America. Harbor Shores was named as the home course of the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship and scheduled the championship to be hosted there every other year. It started in 2012. Again, 2024 will be the last. United States Senator Gary Peters has introduced legislation intended to strengthen the nation's workforce in artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, and other emerging technologies. The bill would direct the National Institute of Standards and Technology to develop a workforce framework that defines AI and other emerging and critical technology jobs and the knowledge, skills, and abilities necessary to perform them. Speaking at a recent Senate hearing, Peters said just like the Industrial Revolution made lives better while creating new challenges, the AI revolution will do the same. AI will affect physical work, but unlike other technologies, it is more directly tied to our intellectual and cultural capacities. It has already introduced new ways to ask and answer questions, synthesize information, conduct research, and even make art. These qualities, the ability to understand ideas and create culture, are the very foundation of our humanity. We must work to preserve them as they become influenced by artificial tools. Peters said it's important to have federal policies in place to protect individual liberties from AI before the technology further advances. His bill would also instruct designated agencies to report to Congress on other emerging technology areas that could benefit from workforce frameworks and require input from industry, academia, and government agencies. A court hearing was held Wednesday in Michigan's fake elector case. WSJM's Andrew Green has this report. A Michigan Republican accused of participating in a fake elector plot after the 2020 presidential election has testified he did not know how the electoral process worked and never intended to make a false public record. James Renner said Wednesday during a preliminary hearing in Lansing for a half dozen other electors who face forgery and other charges, they were told it was an appropriate process. Attorney General Dana Nessel has said that Renner was one of 16 Republicans who acted as false electors for former President Donald Trump. Nestle has said the fake electors signed their names to certificates stating they were the duly elected and qualified electors for president and vice president. Charges against Renner were dropped last year. Also charged in the case is former Van Buren County Republican Party Chair Rose Rook of Pawpaw. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Lincoln Township has purchased 14 acres of property along Hickory Creek 
to be used as part of a trail. Supervisor Dick Stauffer tells us the Board of Trustees this week approved the purchase from Greg Fenner of Fenner Homes for $100. The land, basically a donation. It was land that was in a brownfield. We had it in a brownfield, and we purchased it with brownfield funds. And the idea of getting part of the vision for a trail along Hickory Creek, extending all the way from the village, all the way in some far-off distant year to the city of St. Joe. Stauffer said there are no immediate plans to begin the trail work, but it's something that has been in the township master plan for some time. The property is located on the north side of Glenlord at Foxwoods Road. Fenner approached the township about the sale. Paperwork will now be processed to complete it. Coming up this month at Lake Michigan College will be the 2024 Cloverland Spelling Competition hosted by Berrien Risa. The event features the students from school districts throughout Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties. Risa Student Activities Coordinator Tanya Snyder tells us the event is an old-school spelling bee with students up there on stage with a microphone. Each participating school sends their top three spellers. They kind of host some in-house spelling bees to establish their top three spellers, and those top three spellers come to the stage, the Mendel main stage, and we spell for the morning. The event is a regional spelling bee, and the winners will go on to the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C. in the early summer. Snyder says it can be humbling as an adult to see kids display advanced spelling skills. We kind of take for granted spelling and proper spelling, but it really is a an art form that should be practiced. And so it's pretty great that the students that are up on the stage have practiced and understand the importance of root words and how that helps you spell a word correctly and definitions and the importance of language, really. The event will feature 45 spellers. It's open to the public. Just remember to be quiet during the spelling. It will be February 22nd at the Mendel Center starting at 8.30 a.m. They'll keep going until they have winners. Getting underway this week is the Why Country Cares St. Jude Radiothon. Each year, the 97.5 Why Country crew holds the event to raise money for the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which treats children battling cancer and treats them for free. Why Country's Paul Landecker tells us they're looking for partners in hope. People that donate $19 a month on their credit card all across the area, all across the world, so that St. Jude parents don't have to worry about how they're going to pay to save their child's life. Landecker says St. Jude Radiothon has made a big difference over the years thanks to the kindness of listeners. We've been able to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars in the more than 20 years Why Country has hosted the Country Cares for Kids St. Jude Radiothons. We do it because we care for the kids. The Why Country team will broadcast all day Thursday and Friday to raise money for St. Jude. Last year, they collected more than $42,000. This is Why Country's 28th year raising funds for St. Jude. You can donate by calling in or donate online. We have a link at our website, wsjm.com. Ski resorts up north are having a hard time turning a profit this winter due to warm temperatures. Nick Nerbone with Travel Michigan says resorts are still making plenty of snow and some skiers prefer the warmer temperatures. It's critical right now that we let people know that skiing is great so they can get out and enjoy those slopes. And right now there's ski areas across the state that are 100% open. And this is with the snowmaking technology that allows us to put snow on the slopes Nerone says resorts are feeling the pain from the lack of natural snow. We are being hit with a second wave of winter illnesses. Dr. Gretchen Newman is an infectious disease specialist with the Detroit Medical Center. She says the first wave was around the holidays. The second wave is now, but the reason for the spike is unclear. 
Why is really hard to say. I think that I think that the message that I'm telling my patients in the clinic is it is absolutely not too late to get your flu shot this year. It is still likely valuable to you, and really trying to up the the vaccination rate. Dr. Newman says the current spike includes the flu, COVID, and other respiratory viruses. There's a new effort to keep measles out of northwest Michigan. The health department cites an increase in cases being discovered in the United States. The disease is preventable, and the spread of measles happens in pockets of unvaccinated people. Dr. Joshua Meyerson says despite how people feel about the COVID-19 vaccine, he says we can't afford to discount the benefits of long-proven vaccines that fight measles. In 2023, there were 58 total cases reported in 19 states and nation's capital. So far this year, nine cases have been reported in four states. News about the economy. Michigan's small business owners are losing optimism. According to a new survey from the Small Business Association of Michigan, only half of owners feel optimistic about the next six months. That's down 7% from last year. President and CEO Brian Kelly says inflation remains the top concern. The rate of inflation may have come down, but the cost pressures of the last two years, those are still very, very present inside businesses. Kelly says long-term optimism does remain high. 66% of Michigan small business owners are feeling confident about their chances beyond the next six months. And more winter weather is headed into Michigan. There's a hazardous weather outlook for portions of southwest lower Michigan, including South Haven, Kalamazoo, and Jackson. A winter weather advisory is in effect until 11 a.m. for the rest of the Mitten State, with Grand Rapids and areas north expecting slick travel and 3 to 6 inches of snow. The advisory stays a little longer up north until 4 o'clock in places like Gaylord, Tawas City, and Sault Ste. Marie. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.